G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, we do like it on a Tuesday to be able to reflect on what God is doing so significantly in the earth. And to be able to do that, getting a focus on what he's doing with his people, the nation of Israel, is an important element of that. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines overnight for breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. He's back with us. Hi, Ron. Welcome to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with this whole idea of what's been going on with the so-called ceasefire in Israel. Rocket fire has continued after Islamic Jihad announced a unilateral ceasefire. Yeah, I don't know what a ceasefire means. Incoming rocket sirens uh, continued to wail after Palestinian Islamic Jihad, PIJ, announced it would stop firing rockets last night. More than 50 rockets were fired by PIJ on Monday during several barrages from the Gaza Strip towards southern Israel in a second day of violence with the Iranian-backed terror group. While the majority of rockets struck open fields, some fell in residential communities. One landed near a playground in Sterot, as well as in the yard of a home. In Nevatot, rocket shrapnel fell near a house. One wave of rocket fire from Gaza just before 4 o'clock lasted more than 90 minutes. Sirens sounded in Ashkelon, Sterot and Nevatop and surrounding communities. Uh, it's an interesting place to live when the uh, air raid sirens are sounding. I can only imagine, Ron, and I imagine too, that it doesn't do much for the peace process that is supposedly underway when rockets are being fired, when there is a unilateral ceasefire. Uh, that's a tough, tough gig for everyone in Israel. Yes, indeed. Ron, let's go with another headline here. According to party officials, Benjamin Netanyahu is considering declaring his next term will be his last one. What are the story headlines here? Well, I think he's very uh, confident, but Likud officials reported that Benjamin Netanyahu is considering declaring his next term to be his last, but he needs four years in office to fulfil his vision. According to an internal poll by the party, such a declaration could bring Likud to another mandate and give a realistic chance of reaching 61 seats for the right-wing religious bloc. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu received good news from two polls on Sunday that indicated that his Likud party had passed up its rival Blue and White for the first time in this election campaign. The announcement of a March 17 trial date for Netanyahu apparently has not harmed his uh, prospects in the polls. Ron, the coronavirus is starting to really get traction around the world. Now, Iran has the highest coronavirus death rate after China, and now Turkey and Pakistan have closed their borders. What are the news reports here about? Yes, a staggering 50 people have died in the Iranian city of Qum from the new coronavirus this month. That was reported by the Iran semi-official Ilna News Agency. 
The new death toll is significantly higher than the latest number of confirmed cases of infections that Iranian officials had reported just a few hours earlier. The 50 deaths date back as far as February 13, according to an Iranian official. Iran officially reported its cases and deaths from the virus on February 19. The pandemic in Iran is focused on the holy Shia city of Qum. Iranian officials are blaming travellers from China for the spread of the disease. Turkey, it said, will temporarily close its border with Iran due to the virus fears. And uh, Turkish Health Minister uh, Ferretin Koka said that Turkey was alarmed by the rising amounts of infections in Iran and was forced to take action following talks with officials in Tehran. Uh, it's quite a, a real danger, this coronavirus. We saw it affect uh, the Australian Stock Exchange yesterday, and it's having a mighty impact on the stock exchange in the U.S. right now. Yes, uh, economic and confidence issues when it comes to a potential pandemic, as they're talking about naming it. Hey, Ron, let's talk about the UN, not renowned for being very pro-Israel and those nations that are being represented around the table at the UN. But now India has sided with Israel in an unprecedented anti-Palestine vote at the UN. How does this one look? Yeah, I think we need to understand that Donald Trump's in India right now. But India last week voted with Israel in the United Nations Economic and Social Council to prevent a Palestinian human rights organisation called Shahed from getting observer status in UN institutions. The Palestinian human rights NGO lost its bid to join the UN Economic and Social Council in a 28 in favour and 15 against vote by member countries. Israeli diplomats were indeed overjoyed. Thank you, India, for standing with Israel and rejecting the request of the terror group Shahed to obtain the status of an observer in the UN. Together we will continue to act against terror organisations that intend to harm, tweeted Maya Kodesh, Israel Deputy Chief of Mission in India. I think it's very interesting that uh, President Trump is in India right now. Uh, do you think it may have affected the vote even? I mean, that's what you're indicating. You're suspecting that the vote may even be, you know, uh, in some ways because of his visit? Well, I think he's not short of making a threat. And I think you'll find in our next report uh, his impact has been felt again. OK, let's talk about that then, because something very unusual has happened in Saudi Arabia, where the Saudi King Salman has hosted an Israeli rabbi in his official residence for the very first time. What's the story, Ron? For the first time ever, the King of Saudi Arabia has met with and hosted a rabbi in his formal residence during an annual meeting of the Qasid Interreligious Dialogue Organisation. Rabbi David Rosen, a leading figure in interfaith cooperation, is one of the eight members of KSID, a board of governors representing the Jewish faith, and was one of those hosted by Saudi King Salman bin Abulez al Saud at his royal palace in Riyadh last Thursday. Rosen is also an Israeli citizen living in Israel, making his meeting with the king even more remarkable. Rosen was one of seven of the board members who met with King Salman, and there were representatives there from Islam, Christianity, Buddhism and Hinduism. 
According to Rosen, King Salman talked about the changes which Saudi Arabia is undergoing of late and asserted that the Islamic Kingdom was adopting a more open form of Islam than that which is, has observed in decades. Rosen said that the king argued that political Islam and extreme nationalism had forced the country into a more protective and reactive position in regard to its attitude to the Islamic faith, and that Saudi Arabia had been unduly influenced by extremist ideology. King Salman said that the country was now going about the process of restoring its culture to that of its original enlightened Islamic orientation, a part of which was an openness to other religions. How about that? Well, so, Ron, you're thinking that Donald Trump, the relationship that he's been building with Saudi Arabia, may actually be contributing to that change of heart. Well, I was just discussing it. People in America talk about the economy and all sorts of things that he's achieved in his presidency. His impact in the Middle East cannot be underestimated. These changes that we're seeing taking place are revolutionary. And I think without Trump, they wouldn't be happening. Well, Ron, your insights are valuable, as are your scouring of the headlines capacity there, as you've done overnight, and you've brought us the latest breaking news headlines out of Israel and the Middle East. I want to thank you so much for taking that great effort to be able to bring us this update each week, and uh, Lord's blessing on you as you go about your day. Thanks for being with us once again on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.